Welcome everyone to Traverse Through Life, where we discuss life and everything in between. This is Amna, and it's great having you here. On today's episode, we are going to discuss the different behavior types according to the DISC system. Understanding that allows us to better communicate with those around us. You might also be curious to find out where you fit and which behavior type best describes you. Have you ever wondered why you got along better with certain people rather than others? That is most probably because your behaviors complement each other. And that's what we're going to find out throughout this episode. We're going to speak more about complementary combinations and on the other hand, challenging combinations. So stay tuned to find out more. You might be against the idea of categorizing people into different behavior types. However, we all unconsciously do that. We all register our differences. It's just something in human nature. And it actually can be quite a positive thing to sort people into different types. That is because it makes us or it allows us to understand them better. But let's begin with you. Why are you the way you are? And why am I the way that I am? Yes, genes do play a role and as well as the environment that you were brought up in. And it's also fascinating how you do not only inherit the traits from directly from your parents, but also the traits that come from their parents to a certain degree. All right, so if my behavior is a direct combination of genes and environment, so what else is there to know? Well, let's think of a circle and let's think of the innermost layer of the circle. The innermost layer of that circle is known as the core value. Your core values are values that are so deeply embedded in your character that it's almost impossible to change them. And if we move on to the outer layer, that brings us to your attitudes. Your attitudes are your formed opinions based on your own personal experiences. People come with different attitudes. That is because people experience different things in life and attitudes can be changeable. Now, both your attitudes and your core values decide your core behavior. That is the real person that you are or the real person that you want to be without influence of any external factors. But the real question is, are you really ever yourself? Do you ever exhibit your core behavior? I must say that it's quite rare and there are very very rare situations in which you can be completely you but instead people would put on different masks to fit different situations uh there are many awaiting masks that are um ready to be worn in response to the situation that you're in and that's how people really perceive you that is known as your moderated behavior the behavior that you moderate to fit in a specific situation and that brings us to the DISC system. The DISC system is a model that was used to categorize the different types of human behavior. It was first proposed by William Marston and it discusses the four main categories of behavior. And those four primary personality types are dominance, influence, steadiness, and consciousness. Everyone has these four characteristics, but the strength of each varies depending on the person. If you want to find out more about which of these traits do you strongly possess, then I recommend that you visit 
123test.com and take the test on disc personality to find out based on your everyday typical behavior. A dominant person tends to be confident and emphasizes on accomplishing things, whereas influential people tend to be more open about relationships and about persuading others. And people with steady personalities tend to be more keen on cooperation. And a conscientious person favors quality and accuracy. And to simplify that, we're going to be color coding these personality types. D would be red, I would be yellow, S would be green, and C would be blue. So let's speak briefly about the different categories and try to find out in which category your personality best fits in. You will also be reminded by some people as we discuss these different traits. The most common behavior is the green behavior and the least common is the red behavior. People that are dominated by the red behavior are known to be fiery and aggressive. They are ambitious and they won't let anything come their way. And we all have that one party animal of a friend that is very outgoing, that is very social and they are fun to be around and that describes people who fall under the yellow behavior. I would not put an introverted person with a yellow person. That is because it can be draining for them to be together. A yellow wants to jump all in and an introvert does not want to do any jumping. But that's in the context of work. Placing them together is a disaster in the context of work. However, I think it's healthy to place an introvert with a yellow person in a non-work context because that introvert needs a bit of fun in their lives every once in a while. Just don't be very pushy. An introvert is most likely to be a green the green behavior describes the majority of us. It is the most understanding, the most laid back, the relaxed behavior. They are good listeners, they are kind, but that does not mean that greens are not flawed. They can be stubborn, uncertain, and very dependent, which can be annoying. If you know, however, a person that is systematic and constantly follows the rules and very meticulous, then you are thinking of a blue. It can be easy to categorize certain people in your life into these categories, but some people can be very hard to fit in these different types. Um, It can take you multiple meetings with these people, it could take you a longer time, but eventually uh, every and each one of us falls into one of these categories. The majority of us are actually a combination of two colors. Um, the minority fall into one color. The rest are dominated by three colors. All right, so I'm an expert now in behavior types and I know in which category I fit in. Does that make me an expert in communication? Not yet. Until you remember that communication is usually... And mark my words, it is usually on the recipient's terms. What does that mean? That means that whatever people's judgment of me is, the way that they will perceive me. Let that sink in. Yes, it is crazy because you would mean something, but the other person would understand something entirely different. And you have no control over that. You are not responsible for what the other person thanks or for what the other person believes you meant you've done your part and you've said what you wanted to say the rest is on the recipient's terms we would naturally want to exhibit our core behavior 
our real selves be us with no influence by any external factor with those around us but for a variety of reasons we feel the need to adapt to those around us and yes adaptation demands effort and takes a lot of energy however good communication is often a matter of adapting to others you can always choose however how much or how little you moderate of your behavior according to that person's behavior and that person's understanding and you know according to the context that you're in to find out who you would naturally click with you're going to have to decide first in which category do you best belong are you an extrovert or are you an introvert do you think you're more of an active person rather or rather a passive person Introverts would find it easier to communicate with other introverts as so the case would be for extroverts. Um, A green person, uh, better known to be as a passive person, an introvert, would click much better and much more naturally with a blue person. Uh, Whereas an outgoing red and yellow would work smoothly together. Both are powerful and both are quite verbal. It would be challenging to pair a green person, a person that is known to be stable and uncertain with a dependent person like a red. They wouldn't really work together in the same pace, but it can be all right to a certain degree because the red would give the orders that the green would receive and follow. It also wouldn't be a great idea to pair yellow, best known to be manipulative, egotistic with a critical blue, but they can manage their differences if they try to look around it. I'd still like to emphasize that it is not easy to simply decide that a person belongs to a certain category because people have evolved in the ways that they can present themselves and are so good at portraying a behavior or a personality that is not entirely them. It is easier to feel like you belong than not, so that requires a lot of adaptation and changes to be made to one's core behavior. It does sound tricky, but that is real life. And on a daily basis, we deal with people that carry different packages of childhood trauma. And childhood trauma plays an essential role in fabricating one's behavior. A person would surprise themselves too by believing that they best fit to one category only to find out later that they can be more than that. Personality is an amalgamation of genuine traits and childhood trauma and it is subjected to be changed according to external factors. Evolving also means that people could use that knowledge to their own benefit, but in a malicious way. And that is who we call a narcissist. And for most of the times, it would be hard to spot a narcissist. One needs to be aware of the cues and the signs. Um, An aggressive person, a controlling, a person that always makes it seem like you're wrong and they're always right. A narcissist knows how to alter their behavior in a smart way to be able to deceive you. And if you're interested more to learn about the way that the narcissist manipulates their victim, I'd highly recommend that you watch this movie uh, that was shot in the 40s known as Gaslight. In this movie, uh, the narcissist controls his wife by taking initial small steps uh, not to really alarm the victim, 
The narcissist then achieves what he'd planned for and then proceeds to their next prey. I'm not trying to worry you and make you think that everyone around you is a narcissist or possesses narcissistic personalities because uh, some people can be narcissists to a certain degree. However, a big number of people are. Earlier we spoke about adapting yourself and modulating some parts of your behavior to fit in a certain situations. Does that make you an inauthentic person? There is a fine line that shouldn't be crossed. And as long as you are on the safe side, you will not seem to be an authentic and ultimately a fake person. You aren't a double-faced being and a person with malicious intentions if you decide to wear a smile when all of your willpower is forcing you not to. You just simply want to avoid the drama, want to avoid the questions, and that's what we all strive for. It all comes down to who you surround yourself with and who you're comfortable to be vulnerable around. You cannot really project your vulnerability to everyone around you because that will only hurt you when you don't receive the response that you're looking for. So basically the take-home message is to set the boundaries, uh, make sure you do not possess any evil intentions, wish everyone well, and always draw three lines under what I'm about to say. Always offer people the benefit of doubt. So by constantly reminding yourself that communication is more than just exchanging information, try to listen to generally understand the person rather than listening to answer. People come with emotions and intentions that could be easily misunderstood. And no matter how the person treats you, do not take it personally because it really portrays where that person's mental state is at. Someone mistreating you says more about that person than it says about you. And that brings us to the end of this episode. I really hope that you found it beneficial. Please share your results with me. And if you have any questions, let me know. Do tune in by following our Instagram page, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I will see you very soon.